on the TV. Lamar Hurd, as always, will be on the call for NBC Sportsnet Northwest, and he joins us right now. Lamar, good to talk to you, man. How are you? What's up, bud? I'm doing good. It's always a good day when I get to join my favorite radio show. So this That's what is I'm a talking good about. afternoon for me. We, uh, we certainly appreciate the compliment, my man. And uh, one guy that's been getting a lot of compliments lately is Shabazz Napier. Are you surprised at all the way that he's been able to be that next score off the bench, at least for a short period of time, but the Blazers so desperately needed? I wish I could say yes, just to make this interesting, but not really, guys. Um, I, I think I was almost at an annoying level the way that I raved about Shabazz in my first few games on the job last year, which also happened to be Shabazz's first few games in a Trailblazers uniform. I just remember watching the guy so much, you know, in his college days and uh, how effective he was there. As we all know, um, college success does not always translate to pro success, but he's he's been one of those players that, can always break people down off the dribble, has always been small, undersized, and has found a way to get it done at really, really high levels. And then when you combine that with the, the, the play I get to see him play in, in training camp, in practices, you know, you hear Damian and CJ talk all the time about how Shabazz goes at them. I've had front row seats to it, you know, witnessing it. So when you see all that stuff, um, it really is no surprise to me that now getting some consistent minutes, um, he, he's been effective. And, and really quick, guys, if you look back at the first game of the season against Phoenix, Shabazz was really good in that game. Like, he came in a game, and that's a game, as, as we remember, CJ wasn't even playing in a game. Shabazz was good, but then didn't play the next night against Indiana, didn't play against Milwaukee. I think maybe played a few seconds against Indiana. Um, so it just really speaks to his ability to come in, not knowing when he's going to come in, and still produce. Hey, Lamar, I really enjoyed watching that three-guard lineup with Shabazz, Dame, and CJ. You know, they spearheaded that 17-0 run in the second quarter against Orlando. Do you think we'll see more of that lineup? And if so, when is the best situations where Stotts can use that? Yes, I do think we'll see more. And the best situations is when uh, those three guys can defend. That, that's really the question. Because offensively, to me, that's the best offensive lineup with that one, two, three position because of everything I just talked about. The ability those three guys have to to shoot it, to break you down one-on-one, they can all be playmakers, meaning they all can draw a defender and a half and create an advantage for their teammate. But the question, Chad, is does the opposing team have somebody that can pick on one of those three guys, take them down to the block, or drive them, shoot over the top of them in the mid-range? That wasn't the case against Orlando. Orlando wasn't able to do it. They tried to do it a few times. Aaron Gordon tried to back C-Day down. It didn't work. Shabazz is always a pest on defense. Nobody was taking advantage of Damian. So as long as the opponent does not have somebody to take advantage of that, then I expect us to see that a lot. And, Lamar, you mentioned the defense. Right now, the Blazers are third in the league in defensive efficiency, which is pretty amazing when you consider where they came from last year. But with that, what are you seeing from Dame and CJ and the other guards? How much better are they defensively? And, and, and if they are, what are you seeing from them? The, the thing that I'm seeing the most, you know, I, look, let, let's throw the numbers out of the books. Um, you know, Damian has a lot of deflections this season, and, and, like, all of that is great. But the main thing that I'm looking at is where are you on the floor and when? Like, are, are, are you rotating at the right spot? Um, are, are you overhelping? I, I remember last season early on, overhelping was a huge problem with the team and not even just Damon CJ. I mean, you saw sometimes from the best defender on the team, Aminu. Uh, so 
you're not seeing those things very much. And and because Damian and CJ are in the right spot a lot of a lot of times, they're being more aggressive. I think we saw CJ be as aggressive as ever defensively, particularly in that last game. Now Fournier, you know, talking a little noise might have had something to do with that. But <laughs> but, but 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 really, CJ's been pretty solid all season long. So. So now, guys, the biggest difference is Dame and CJ, more times than not, they're in the right spot. Uh, they're being physical. And then guys who defended at a pretty high level last year, for the most part, those guys are doing it together now. So now you, instead of having three or four guys on the floor that's defending, you got all five. Lamar Hurd is with us here on the Rip City Drive Blazers TV analyst. And I want to go back to Shabazz real quick. He, he's had four games this year that are DNP CDs. Uh, the last four games he's played quite a bit, but aside from the opener, every other game he's played this year, it's been eight minutes or less. So why, why did it take, you know, the first 10 games or so of the season before we saw Shabazz get some serious playing time and, and just how sustainable is what he's been able to do? Uh, I think a lot of reasons. I mean, because if we weren't talking about Shabazz right now, we'd be talking about somebody else. Why isn't he getting more minutes? Why isn't Caleb Swanigan getting more minutes? Why isn't this guy, you know, and, and, and that speaks to, the depth that the team had coming into the season. And Terry Stotts uh, was, was very openly honest that it's, it's going to be tough finding the substitution patterns, finding the rotation. He's going to tinker with some lineups over the first few weeks. It could go a couple months. Uh, but I, I think that's the reason why it's taken a while before Shabazz has had this opportunity. It's nothing against Shabazz. He's put in the work. He's performed very well. He was someone that the front office spoke very highly of in the offseason. So you figured he would get a chance. It's just a matter of when. Um, and is it sustainable? Now, if you're asking me, is five or five from three-point line sustainable? <laughs> Obviously not. But can a guy shoot a respectable percentage? I think so. Can he find continued success playing alongside Damon CJ? I think so. Unless, as we just discussed, you're going up against a team that, that maybe has a three-man or a bigger two-guard that is able to take advantage of the size mismatch. Um, so it'd be interesting to see. I'm looking forward to seeing tonight, guys. Um, if Terry Stock goes with that lineup, I would expect that he would at some point. But now you have teams that will prepare for this. At some point in the game, they will be prepared for this three-guard lineup to hit them. And I want to see if maybe the opposing coach counters with something. Hey, Lamar, why is Mo Harkless missing in action right now? You know, I think with Mo. Um, First of all, his game is, is more predicated around, you know, defending at a high level, rebounding, finding extra opportunities. Um, he's not making his open shots right now. That's a big thing. And in terms of what's different this year at this time compared to last year at this time, last year at this time, Mo was making shots. Mo was playing so well that we would go to other arenas and guys would be floating his name around as an early candidate for most improved player um, in the league. So, uh, I, I think some of it, he might just be in his own head a little bit, you know, and, and that's normal. But um, he's got to make a few shots and, and pick and choose when he can be aggressive. You know, it's tough for him in his role to know exactly when he's going to get certain shots. He's not the Shabazz kind of player we just talked about where he'll break you down one-on-one and can create space and rise up and knock a shot down. He gets his shots a different way. And sometimes once Damon C.J. are out of the game, He's in there with a guy like Evan Turner who Evan Turner can have the ball at the top of the key and dribble into his own shot. And there's some possessions where Mo might not touch it unless he goes and gets an offensive rebound. So a combination of all that stuff going on, but I, I do think it will get better for him. 
We saw Caleb Swanigan start the last couple of games. Uh, only got six minutes on Wednesday night. Didn't play particularly well. But just how much of of, of what you've seen from him, um, where he struggled at least, is just because of reps. And and do we need to see him get fifteen to twenty minutes a game in order for him to continue to to grow, or is this just going to be kind of spot minutes here, depending on how he's playing? I'm not worried about Caleb Swanigan at all. Um, Th- that guy, the the way he – I know you hear the word motor all the time, but it's more than that with him. It's it's motor, it's IQ, it's hunger. Um, I, I don't think we need to see him a certain amount of time. And I think Terry Stotts would probably say the same thing. You don't need to see him a certain amount of time in order to see a certain level of play from him. But to your point of, of your question, Travis, yeah, the more time he gets, like the better he's going to get, the more situations and scenarios he'll be in and he'll be able to learn, but he, he, he's got something to him. He's got something really special to him. I think he's one of those guys he'll be talking about for 10, 15 years. When you look back at his career, he'll always have a high level of value because he has a high understanding of playing. Um, the, the question you asked about uh, defense, Chad, about the difference of last year and this year, and I talked about how guys being in the right spots. Yeah. Like, it is very rare. Very, very rare, because I'll go back and watch some tape on this stuff, that you see Caleb Swanigan in the wrong spot on the floor, defensively and offensively. So he'll have his time again. He'll get back out on the floor. He'll, he'll, he may have uh, an experience um, as what we're seeing with Shabazz right now. You're out there a few games in a row. You have some really, really good games. Terry Stotts experiments with it. Then maybe there's a change coming. But um, I, I don't worry about Caleb at all. Lamar, I need your help, because the thing that just gives me the most anxiety about this team is not knowing which team I'm going to get night to night. Is it going to be the one that crushed Denver or the one that didn't show up against Brooklyn or the one, heck, we got both teams against Orlando. The start to the game was awful, and then they finished strong. How does a team learn to play with urgency night in and night out? Well, I know that that's something that's been bothering you because I listen to you guys almost every day uh, on my drive to the arena. I got you on, and, Chad, I've heard you go off about it, and, and I've been I've been wanting to try to offer help. So here, here's going to be my best shot at it. Good. Thank you. With, 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 with all of, with all of the, the substitution patterns, the differences in the lineups and the rotations, right now the team is not set completely just yet, which I, I think you should take as a good sign. That the fact that a guy like Shabazz doesn't know if he's going to play on certain nights, a guy like Caleb Swanigan, a rookie who starts one night, then doesn't get minutes uh, very much the next, like all of that stuff, it's tough to settle in and, and get into any type of rhythm and rotation. I don't care what nobody tells you if they say, well, these guys are pros. They should be used to it. Like it will impact the best of the best players. So I think let, let's wait a little bit more time. And I, I, I know that that might be tough for you, Chad. I know you might have a few more stressed <laughs> out nights. But, but just wait. Uh, just give it a little bit more time. Let some things smooth out. Let the rotation smooth out. Let's see Chief come back. And let's see if Terry Stock can get somewhat of a regular rotation going. And I, I really do think things will get a lot better and more consistent. You know, that's so cool to have a guy like you that's level-headed that can talk sense into my mind. I appreciate that. In fact, Kerry, I try, man. It's not it's not easy to do. <laughs> no, I'm crazy. Kerry uh, Agers was, uh, he was lecturing me the other night. He goes, Chad, uh, you know, you got to wait at least 20 games, get a quarter into the season before you can start to draw conclusions. I'm like, okay, okay, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> we, we have one more question for you. This is the most important of all the questions. Which Christmas song absolutely drives you the most crazy? Oh, 
man. You know, I saw that floating around. I didn't know that. Was that you guys floating that on Twitter? Yes. Floating that question? Okay, I saw the question somewhere. I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm such a, uh, I'm such a, uh, I, I want to think, a uh, positive spirited guy. That yes. I try, I try to get wrapped up in, in the meaning of the holidays. And so I don't allow the songs to really drive me crazy. I understand the intent of it. Everybody's just trying to be happy. And look, it, it, it's all for good meaning. Now, if I ask my wife that question, actually, she'd probably have 10 answers for you. So <laughs> this is what I will do. I'll, I'm going to ask her which ones drive her crazy, and she'll give me 10 different songs. And then I will report back with that the next time I'm on with you guys. <laughs> that is what I'm talking about, Lamar. Thank you. The voice no of reason, problem. Lamar Heard. Lamar Heard will be on the call tonight. The Blazers and the Kings, 7 o'clock from Sacramento on NBC Sportsnet Northwest tomorrow. The back end of the home and home here in Portland. Always good to talk to you, my friend. Enjoy this one tonight. Have a good call and safe travels. Thanks, bud. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon.